Hay gente a la que le encanta el McCrispy y hay gente que nunca ha probado el McCrispy. Pero todavía no conocemos a nadie que lo haya probado y no le guste. Para pa pa pa. Boost Mobile tiene una gran oferta para que aproveches tu reembolso de impuestos al máximo y te mantengas conectado. Al cambiarte a Boost, recibe un 50% de descuento en tu primer mes de datos ilimitados. O, con un plan ilimitado de 40 dólares, llévate un Samsung Galaxy A15 5G por $39.99. Obtén los mejores teléfonos en las redes 5G más grandes del país. Con Boost Mobile, cambiarse es fácil. Solo visita BoostMobile.com. Boost Mobile, sin miedo al éxito. Para clientes nuevos y solamente en línea, requiere Arobay. 50% de descuento en el primer mes requiere un plan de $25 dólares al mes. Aplican otras restricciones. Visita Boost Mobile. Cassandra Sánchez Navarro junto a Catherine Siachoque y Verónica Bravo en la nueva serie de comedia original de VIX, Consuelo, disponible en la app de VIX, ya. Exactly one year ago, many of us went into quarantine and started working from home after many states across the U.S. mandated shelter-in-place orders. Here we are, 12 months later, and many of us still have our children at home. Many doing virtual learning with little or no exposure to other children. Today, we speak with Dr. Christy Ferrari, child psychologist, on the psychological impact of isolation and quarantine on our children. We read the books. We bought the things. We thought we were ready. And then life took our plans and changed them. I'm Karen. I'm Victoria's mommy, and I work in tech. And I'm Pamela. I have a baby boy named Ford, and I'm a journalist. And although we're both first-time working moms, we're actually pretty different. And that's totally okay. Because we both agree that our most important work is raising our kids. We really need each other and can only get through this together. Welcome to Motherish Moments. Hello. Hello, everyone. <laughs> so welcome to this episode, one that is very important and I think dear and near to my heart because I feel like I always mention, I always use this term, which is pandemic baby. Mm. So four mm -hmm. has is a pandemic baby delivered right when we were uh, at the beginning of quarantine. Um, and he's pretty much been raised yeah. <laughs> within these pandemic parameters mm -hmm. that we're in. So I think I'm very excited to talk to Dr. C, I like to call her. Mm -hmm. um, we'll get to know a little bit about her soon. But why don't we start with a motherish moment of the week? My motherish moment is, it's a little hard to, um, I'm going to just say it. I don't want to cry like already, but this is what I normally do. So on Fridays now we do pizza night. So every Fridays, I don't like to think about anything. I'm just like, we're ordering pizza is what we do. We were having a really good pizza night. Juan, my husband, and Victoria were like dancing. We were playing a lot of Luis Miguel. And I had a moment where I was just watching them because they were like dancing and playing whatever to Luis Miguel. Obviously not a super sappy song. I think it was like, um, I don't know what song, whatever. I literally just started crying because it's really wild how I used to listen to Luis Miguel whenever I would go over my grandma's house. I spent a lot of time with her um, growing up. With She's from my dad's side. And I just had this like realization, I don't know if it's like stupid or what, but like music is so timeless in the sense that it is the exact same song, the same version, the same thing. And now it continues to have a life even after her not being, you know, here. Mm -hmm. um, It was just really nice to see my daughter dancing to songs that I was potentially annoyed at at some point in my life when I was little. But now I treasure so much as a beautiful, it's almost like a tiny thread that connects 
two very important people in my life that will never meet. Sorry so, to drop that bomb. I know. Like, right at the I feel horrible because my mother's moment has to do with bookers <laughs> and like Ford's first congested nose. No, no, no. Go, I go feel with horrible. it. Go with it. Go with it. I'm sorry. Okay. But it was just, no, no, no. I just had no, to. No, that is beautiful. And you know me. I'm a huge music lover. I love music. And I do think that it does. It's like the soundtrack of our lives. Yeah. And that's exactly what you lived, right? Like yeah. you saw a movie that you were part of like back in, you know, when you were smaller. Mm-hmm. And now you're kind of seeing this uh, sequel with yeah. through your daughter and your husband. <laughs> so yeah, so my mother's moment of the week <laughs> um, has to do with Ford's first congested nose. No, but more than anything, it's just a reminder of how innocent they are and how dependent on you they are. I mean, obviously we know that because you're babies. But when you see them so vulnerable and sick, it's the worst. You know, you yeah. want to do anything that you like. You want to fix it. I feel it. so frustrated and impotent sometimes where I'm like, okay, just blow your little nose, but he can't because he's too little. Did I, you have any luck with the snot sucker? I mean, I think every baby for some reason gains these like superhero strength. The moment you have to either change your diaper or yeah. try to put anything near their nose. So Ford, who is already like a very big, strong boy, literally became like the Hulk. Then I feel horrible, right? Because he's miserable. He's fighting me. Mm-hmm. But I know he. I it's need to do it. Him. See, I actually opened up my first Frida. So it was great. I I, make, it took like two of us yeah, to do yeah, it. Yeah. Like Ford. I'm not... We had to do it. Like we. I know it has a filter. It doesn't really get through. And I, I always tell, this is a youth thing. Yeah, so that was my mother's moment of the week. Great. And now we're going to welcome Dr. C to share her mother's moment of the week before we formally introduce her with us. Hi, Dr. C. Welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. So this week, Oliver finally started rolling over, which is so exciting, so amazing. I'm like, we're meeting How those. How old is he right now? He's four months, almost five, actually on Valentine's Day. Um, and so we started rolling over, super excited. However, along with that means he starts rolling over when he's sleeping. So I'm like, okay, this is like a big jump. And he keeps wanting to sleep with his head in the mattress. Anxiety level goes from like zero to 16, like. Exactly. So we're working on trying to get him used to sleeping on his stomach, which you're not supposed to do. They're supposed to sleep on their back. But now that he's discovered this, he's preferring it so i'm like oh gosh so we're working on that but of course the anxiety is there about like why are we doing this so let's go ahead and introduce dr christy ferrari is a child psychologist a new mom like she mentioned to baby oliver she's also well known on instagram as a fashion lifestyle and travel blogger whose goal is to normalize daily struggles so thank you so much for joining us I love the fact that you're a new mommy as well, because not only can you give us your professional perspective, but also very your personal vulnerable perspective, what it has been to also deliver during the pandemic and also raise this little baby, you know, who, and again, I, we always mention the importance of culture and the fact that we're Latinas and we're used to having a lot of people around, all the family around, you know, everyone carrying the baby, everyone seeing, and that has totally been completely different from what the reality that we're living in. Of course, just like you, I mean, experiencing the pregnancy was so different everyone has this idea of like you know the baby shower and the family and I joke saying that I was pregnant only on Instagram um, because <laughs> I didn't get to see anyone there's people that last time I saw them was last New York Fashion Week and then it's already been a year so it's absolutely insane and now I have an almost five-month-old baby so it's definitely been a lot of pivoting and adjusting my expectations you know my husband couldn't go to any of the doctor's appointments So that was definitely a bummer. I mean, the baby shower, that itself, I wasn't able to have like your traditional baby shower. 
But what helped me during all of this, especially during the pregnancy, was I had to kind of identify the silver lining as well as just my expectations. So instead of comparing what life was like before the pandemic, it was kind of comparing it to what was in and during the pandemic. So if I can do the best drive-by baby shower, <laughs> that's the goal, that's what I worked on. It was actually also really nice to not have to be anywhere. So I was able to rest, not have to go to meetings and events in life in New York. I'm now in Miami. When I was living there full time, it was just always on the go-go. So I actually was able to take a step back and disconnect and actually enjoy pregnancy in a way. And then now during motherhood, exactly when I gave birth, um, my own family couldn't even go to the hospital, which was definitely, you know, from a cultural perspective, you know, you want your mom to be there and your family to be there and no one was there. So on one hand, it was nice that I actually got to learn everything and it wasn't so overwhelming in the hospital, but it was really sad. My mom didn't get to see the baby for the first week. So now she's vaccinated, same with my parents. And we're kind of like in this bubble where we only see, you know, my immediate family. We don't really go out and do things. That's how we've kind of had to adjust, but it's definitely been a change as I'm sure all new moms have been able to experience just like you. And I think we could start with the main question, you know, is there and what is the psychological effect of having kids in quarantine? Yes, of course. So there was actually a big literature review that just came out recently that compiled all the research of all of the studies that have been done in the last year. And there's been a few findings. So for really young kids, there's been an increasing clinginess and separation anxiety and uncertainty Karen is like, yes, I'm raising yes, my hand. Yes. <laughs> Poor appetite, inattentiveness, and disturbed sleep. Oh. That's for the younger kids. In older kids, you have loneliness, anxiety, and uncertainty. And then when it goes for teenagers, hoarding behavior. So maybe the whole paper towels and toilet paper anxiety actually increase their hoarding behavior, which is something that was interesting. Wow. I work for a tech company. The majority of my coworkers that I speak to on a daily basis are in places like California, for example, where things have been pretty severe. A lot of them in New York as well. And I noticed that the parents are putting a lot of pressure on themselves to try to keep everything, I guess, somewhat normal with like virtual learning, keep people on a schedule and, and everything. And while also working virtually from home and it is just so draining on everyone. And I think when the mothers or the parents are drained, that also is something that the children can feel. So I'm curious as to what your thoughts are on how parents can try to manage this a little better for the sake of their children. Of course, so there's no rule book and I think everyone's kind of going with the flow and seeing what they can do. What we're finding a lot, especially with the moms, is that there's a lot of increased burnout. And when there's burnout on the mom front from the multitasking and every single thing, they're becoming like the teacher. They're becoming, you know, right. every new role that they possibly have that really causes a rift in the child relationship with the parent. There's like almost this emotional detachment because the mom is just so overwhelmed and just trying to right. wear too many hats. You know, it's putting the mom at a less than optimal spot when it comes to like mental health. Unfortunately, there's a lot of disadvantages to what's been going on. One main thing that a mom can be 
be doing is trying to avoid multitasking to the best of her ability. Obviously it's easier unless you have a bunch of help, but instead of say writing an email while you're trying to play with your child, wait till your child's you know, taking a nap or doing something else and then you focus on work as opposed to doing it all at the same time and just trying to be present in one full activity. I'm getting flashbacks of me on a Zoom call earlier this week while also cooking dinner because it was 15 minutes away from Victoria's dinner time and I'm like, okay, this meeting is gonna overlap with dinner time. It's just, it's so draining. The clinginess that Dr. C mentioned is interesting because you've been talking about that often lately with Victoria and I found it very ironic because you would think you're spending more time physically with her than ever, right? Mm Because you're physically in the house with her. She's almost two years old. But it's interesting how like even being with someone so much time could actually generate that anxiety to want to be with you even more. In our case, we have a caretaker. So we have a nanny who has helped us. It was a risk that we decided to assume on a regular basis because March, April of last year, we weren't seeing anyone. We had stopped bringing our nanny for a bit and it was just not sustainable. I'm like, I can either continue to risk being exposed to COVID or I can risk falling into a complete mental breakdown. I chose caretaker, assume this risk. We changed a lot of things and we... Minimize, I think, the Yeah, we minimize it as much as we can, but I was losing it. With Victoria now, it's like our nanny arrives to the house and she knows immediately like, oh, that means I'm not going to hang out with mommy. And she grabs onto me and she's like, la mama! And she screams and now she's very verbal. So like she expresses everything and it immediately triggers me if I'm being honest. I'm just like, I can't, I cannot be your everything at every moment of the day. But it's important, like Dr. C mentioned, maybe to validate those, I don't want to say not abnormal, but maybe out of a pattern behaviors because... You know, sometimes you forget we are quarantined, we're in a pandemic. So I think it is important to kind of validate and highlight these type of behaviors or different things that maybe your child may be expressing or doing um, and not just get frustrated with the situation. Of course. And one side little thing just about clinginess, especially in a toddler it's really hard for them to understand or reason. So something that could help is having, you know, some predictability and normalcy in a routine and they may not understand it verbally. So maybe if you were to create like a visual schedule with pictures where they were to say, you know, in the morning it's breakfast and they draw a picture of what breakfast looks like, you know, getting dressed. Whatever her routine is, have it done on a picture so that she knows when mommy comes back. So she knows when the nanny comes, when you come, so that she can start seeing that and that might be able to help her out. I will work on that immediately. (laughs) So in May, you wrote about the effect of being quarantined with your husband. (laughs) Yes. And I love Juan, but this is also very challenging. And I worry sometimes about the stress of our relationship and the impact on Victoria. Things like your tone of voice in which you speak to each other. Sure. So I think the biggest thing is that couples, for the most part, are not used to spending all this extra time with their spouse. So it was kind of, you know, you'd wake up in the morning, see them for half an hour, an hour, then you do your own thing and then you see them at five or six o'clock and then you're with them for a few hours and that's it. Now it became an every day and there's nothing exciting. There was nothing going on. Everyone was literally just staying home or still is at their house. And it's just like, okay, well, what's new? Nothing. You know, it's the same thing. It's almost like Groundhog Day. 
what you're finding is just a bunch of disagreements because everyone has this almost like pent up of boredom and frustration with, you know, what's been going on. There's a few things to handle it, but the main thing, I work with my husband and so I see him actually every day. So I was kind of used to it already, thankfully, but is you have to still date. Yes, we cannot go out and do things, but if it's just boring and stressful on a day-to-day, it's gonna be lead to more frustration on a daily aspect than your child you know, sees that and we wanna try to avoid. So if it's something so simple as like, doing like a mini date in the backyard, you know, setting it up. Like, sure, if you had vacation plans, I don't know, to go, I'm just gonna randomly throw out Italy. You can, you know, set up an Italian dinner outside and pretend like you're going somewhere. So it's just the fact it's something new, it's something novel that can really help with the relationship. Another thing apart from like dating is to do check-ins. So I like to use this example is when you buy a brand new car, everything's perfect. There's no problem, right? Everyone's on their best behavior. They're patient with one another. Just like with the car, nothing happens. But what happens after years, you have to take your car to get serviced and do a checkup. You have to put a little bit of oil. You have to, you know, (laughs) do stuff. Well, what happens if you don't do these check-ins, things start breaking down and they start falling apart. So one thing I like to do is almost even on a monthly basis is I check in with my husband, Alex, and we're just kind of like, okay, while we're in a good mood, not when we're angry or frustrated with another, not when the baby's crying, is you simply sit down and you just say, you know, so what's going on with you? What's something that I can improve on? What's something that I'd like for your, your help in instead of saying like, oh, you don't do this. You know, you don't help me out. Just more like instead of phrasing it like, I'm finding it really tough to like handle all these things. In the morning, do you think you can make breakfast for all of us? You know, something like that. So there's communication. You're able to say what's going on. You're not angry while you're doing it. And you're able to really discuss what's going on instead of keeping all those like feelings pent up of your frustration with what's going on, which is only being exacerbated by the fact that we are going on the one year birthday of coronavirus. We have started taking some sort of like date night. And it's crazy because although we're together all day and I physically see him all day, every day, we don't talk. And when we have, we do have breakfast and dinner as a family every day. But we can't have a conversation with Victoria because now she wants to be part of the conversation. I was reading about this. When your children get upset, they act up more when you're like in Not involving them. Right. Right. And so what they say is that you have to involve them in the conversation or at least like they said what it feels like is kind of like as if you were sitting at a table where everyone is speaking a foreign language or like having a whole conversation without you and you're just like, hello. But with an amount of times that we're finally like actually connecting at some level and then like she's like "Ah!" and like throws pancakes across the room and you're like we can't even talk about anything so yeah we have definitely found that this is separating some dedicated time when we're not upset frustrated victoria's not crying etc is the only way to do some sort of a service it's very challenging Boost Mobile tiene una gran oferta para que aproveches tu reembolso de impuestos al máximo y te mantengas conectado. Al cambiarte a Boost, recibe un 50% de descuento en tu primer mes de datos ilimitados. O, con un plan ilimitado de 40 dólares, llévate un Samsung Galaxy A15 5G por $39.99. Obtén los mejores teléfonos en las redes 5G más grandes del país. Con Boost Mobile, cambiarse es fácil. Solo visita BoostMobile.com. Boost Mobile, sin miedo al éxito. Para clientes nuevos y solamente en línea, requiere Arobay. 50% de descuento en el primer mes requiere un plan de $25 al mes. Aplican otras restricciones. Visita BoostMobile.com. 
Si no sabes que el Spicy McCrispy tiene Spicy Pepper Sauce en el pan de arriba y en el pan de abajo, ¿qué sabes tú de la vida? Para pa pa pa. Cassandra Sánchez Navarro junto a Katherine Siachoque y Verónica Bravo en la nueva serie de comedia original de Biggs, Consuelo, disponible en la app de Biggs ya. Let's talk about Dr. C about the importance of socializing even for babies. I think sometimes because you're so little, you don't you don't think about it, right? Because you're like, oh, they're babies, they're not verbal, they're not talking. But there is a lot of benefit to having them exposed to other children and watching other children as well. So we could maybe touch a little bit on that and the importance of socializing and what we can do now, right? Of course. And I feel like I haven't seen any research specifically about babies, but one thing about wearing masks around babies, that's going to be interesting interesting to find out what's happened in terms of like emotional development because if babies cannot see other people's facial expressions I feel like that's going to affect them so that's been wow. you know something that's been of my concern when we take them to see other people I'm like he cannot see other people's smiles he's super expressive but he likes to see people smiling if he can't see that I'm curious if that's going to stunt someone emotionally or whatnot. I'm so curious, but there's nothing out there, but that's just one thing I've been thinking about. But socialization is so important. Like you said, kids need socialization. They need to learn how to interact with one another. Not so much more as say teenagers or older kids, but yes, you know, some kids don't even interact with another child until they go to preschool. So I think it's fine Okay, I don't know what the literature, the research is going to show about what's going on, but I want to say this is going to be much more impactful for elementary school kids and, um, you know, middle and high school kids where socialization is the most important thing. But I do think it's amazing that schools are back open because kids are able to go back to school. They're able to see other kids. They're able to interact with them. But going back to your question specifically about babies, You know, obviously, if you can get into some type of like quarantine bubble where you know that another family is adhering to like same standards, protocols that you are in terms of like social distancing and whatnot, but get out there, be out in the open so that they can have some type of interaction. Because at the end of the day, for younger babies, they don't really play with one another. It's more about parallel play. They're playing next to someone. So mm -hmm. I feel like if you can foster that, I think that's great. So open air interaction, and as long as they can play next to another baby, that's say six feet apart, or if you know that they're taking the same caution as you are, then I think it's okay. That's what we're doing with the yoga class. We have I have two other moms and their babies, so we do that class. Now that you mentioned that, like the fact that it's not that children don't really play with each other, but they do observe each other, and I feel like, but it's also I think healthy for the moms, right? I think selfishly, it's I look forward to Monday to kind of just like see them and talk to them and kind of share anecdotes and see like you know the babies are days apart with the other babies, Ford and Camila and Delfina, so it's nice to kind of check on what they're doing, you know, and it's been very I think healthy also for Ford because he physically has been great for him but also I think like emotionally to see the other babies he gets excited and it's, it's just nice. One other question I have around screen time because everyone's spending so much time at home with children of all ages everything from very young babies 
I think there has probably been an increase on dependency with screen time, probably from earlier than what, as a parent, you may have wanted to or, you know, intended to. How we can manage that and the guilt probably that comes with some of that. Look, no one's perfect, so don't beat yourself up if your child's having a little bit of screen time. But according to the Academy of Pediatrics, kids under two should not have any screen time, period. Let me tell you, I sometimes have shown Oliver the phone when we're in the car ride and I limit it to five minutes, like one song, just to distract him if he's crying or whatnot. I don't think five minutes or two minutes is going to be, you know, the end all be all. But yes, if you're sitting your child in front of the TV for hours before the age of two, I would try to do something else. And the reason Mm -hmm. being is that there's a lot of neuropsychological effects of this. There was something that came out recently Recently, just saying that the way children's memory is being impacted by having too much screen time. So that in itself can affect learning when they're in school. So there are reasons to why they don't recommend this. It's not just because they want, you know, you to be super mom and entertain your child all day. There's reasons for it. But I think at the end of the day, anything in moderation, you know, it's okay. For the under two limited. <laughs> the awkward silence I know, in the room. Like, no, because I was that mom before I gave birth. I was like, I am going to be so strict with that. I am never going to turn on the TV. I just want you guys, you know, even to everyone who's around him, right? Yeah. Like my mother, like the nanny, like everyone just read to him or talk to him or play with him, but do not. And I'm the only one who actually is allowed and does this. <laughs> I know, which is horrible, right? Because I don't let anybody else do it. Yeah. But sometimes in the morning, it's tough. Just kind of keeping a little bit entertained so I could go ahead and do something else. To me, it's fascinating how enticing it is to them, right? Like they, the way he gets like hypnotized with it. Don't feel bad. It's a matter of survivability, okay? No, but I think this is important to have these conversations to get the knowledge and then to get the reasoning behind it. And then you understand it, right? If you don't hear these things, like, okay, it's going to have an effect on his learning. You're like, okay, then I am going to make the effort to go ahead and limit this and try to find another creative and safe way to keep him entertained while I'm able to do something else. Mm -hmm. One idea to do that, by the way, is to rotate toys. So instead of giving him all access to all of the toys he has, give him one at a time. So once he's done with that toy, then you rotate and give him the second one. Because if you give them all at once, then after five minutes, he's done with all of them. You've extended your five minutes to 20 minutes by doing one toy each five minutes. I have a whole stash of Christmas toys that I put away because I'm like, you don't know the difference. So I put them all away and I periodic drop, look at this, brand new. It is helpful because sometimes you just don't even know what to come up with anymore. I remember when Victoria was Ford's age, I was doing the, here is your cabinet in the kitchen and you can take out every Tupperware, every lid. And she would just, that gave me usually a good 15, 20 minutes. And then another 10 minutes afterwards of me cleaning up, but it was helpful. It was like a way to distract her that also helped mobility and other skills. So to close it off, Dr. C, maybe you could give us some motivation awards (laughs) because motherhood in itself is very, very tough. Tough, especially first-time moms. So then you add this little ingredient called, you know, coronavirus, and I think it becomes even harder. So maybe even from both personally and professionally, like what advice you have for us to just stay sane during these times? <laughs> Look, it's a matter of survivability. So do what you need to get by every single day. So if you need to do the iPad for five minutes, it's okay. It's not going to lead to the end of the world. And if you need social support, it's so important.
important. It prevents burnout from the mom aspect. So even if someone doesn't have access to seeing someone in person, do it virtually. There's apps, there's, you know, forums, there's social media. Take to it because that perceived lack of social support can impact your mental health. So get out there, talk to someone, talk to anyone, because it just normalizes that you're going through the same thing. Because at the end of the day, all new moms are going through the same thing. They're going through the pandemic for the first time with their baby for the first time. It's hard, it's not easy, but you know, you'll look back at this. There's a meme circulating that in 2036, 2036, oh, yeah. you're, you're gonna miss being quarantined with your children. And having all of these memories because, <laughs> you know, for moms that, you know, typically work in an office setting, they're now able to actually be at home all day long with their child, which maybe they wouldn't have been able to have done. So they might've missed out on milestones that they're doing. So it's almost like appreciate this for your future self. I used to travel for work every three weeks. So imagine everything I would have missed. I try to remind myself of that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much, Dr. C. This was extremely helpful and reassuring for all of us and also gives us perspective. So we really appreciate your time on our podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. And kisses to Oliver. He's adorable. Thank you. Thank you so much again for listening. For more conversations like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, consider rating it and even sharing it with family and friends. We would really appreciate it. For more content from Motherish Moments and to connect with us, go to our Instagram page at Motherish or go to MotherishMoments.com. Si no sabes que el Spicy McCrispy tiene spicy pepper sauce en el pan de arriba y en el pan de abajo, ¿qué sabes tú de la vida? Para pa pa pa. Boost Mobile tiene una gran oferta para que aproveches tu reembolso de impuestos al máximo y te mantengas conectado. Al cambiarte a Boost, recibe un 50% de descuento en tu primer mes de datos ilimitados. O, con un plan ilimitado de 40 dólares, llévate un Samsung Galaxy A15 5G por $39.99. Obtén los mejores teléfonos en las redes 5G más grandes del país. Con Boost Mobile, cambiarse es fácil. Solo visita BoostMobile.com. Boost Mobile, sin miedo al éxito. Para clientes nuevos y solamente en línea, requiere Arobay. 50% de descuento en el primer mes requiere un plan de 25 dólares al mes. Aplican otras restricciones. Visita Boost Mobile. Cassandra Sánchez Navarro junto a Catherine Siachoque y Verónica Bravo en la nueva serie de comedia original de Biggs, Consuelo, disponible en la app de Biggs ya. Yeah. 